You might be using the sweetest words ever, but what you're actually saying to somebody is foul. You're looking down at them. Jin pat andar bahar gudarte pale sansar. Here, Maharaj is saying the opposite now. Saying that your words might not be so great on the outside. That's why I'm not here advocating swearing, by the way. Jin diye so chitna aavai. Maharaj is saying the one that has given to us, we've completely forgotten that one. Pasu onkar jani. Look what Guru Sahib is saying here. They're not saying you are have become animal-like. They're saying straight out you're an animal because of the way we speak to someone. We think we own them. This is still Jin Pat Andar Bahar Guddar. What Maharaj is saying there is actually silk, meaning that it's coming from a very soft and pure place. Guru Sahib Ji could be saying you've become an animal, yeah, but it doesn't mean it's not sweet. because in the when the when the guru is saying that there's an awakening in there guru is saying wake up from that animal state and don't forget that one welcome to the jabji sab podcast in this episode we'll be going through the ninth stanza of guru nanak dev ji's divine words where currently going through sunaya podium the stanzas of listening this is now the second listening body what we're going to be looking at in this episode is how do we make more lasting changes in our life when we're stuck in being a certain way and how do we make some of those changes and break away from certain habits that we want to break away from So let's before we get into that let's introduce our cameraman and guest and editor and everything else that he does preacher and saying why guru ji ka khalsa why guru ji ki fateh why guru ji ka khalsa why guru ji ki fateh thank you so much for having me on no oh, that's fine like i know we had this huge conversation about like do we say fateh at the same time or do you say <laughs> afterwards and i always see this smirk on your face thinking Uh, do I, am I still waiting to say it just slightly afterwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, it's, I always think that you know he's going to move on from that, but it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I thought yeah we'll start it on a bit of a light note, you know. And uh, but we'll, we'll get straight into it now. The first pankti here is Guru Nanak Dev Ji saying to us that Sunaya Isar Barma End, and again a reminder that. our pause here on these body on these stanzas are after the sunaya and the sunaya itself is when we say it quick it's not always so accurate in the way we pronounce it but the the pronunciation again a reminder is it's sunaya so here we've gone through in detail the whole idea behind sunaya itself the listening what type of listening the guru is directing us towards and it's an actual avastha it's an actual state of uh, being and so that is covered in the the previous episode so if anybody's not watched that you know do watch that one first and and then it'll all kind of fall into place and make a lot of sense you want to give a, a recap yeah we can do a quick recap here of course so if we just break it down very very 
you know, concisely here, Sunaya here that we're talking about is that, first of all, we all know that we all have our own preconceived ideas, even when we're talking to someone. But here it's what we're saying is, is this complete surrender. And we can start practicing this even just in our daily conversations. And it's just learning how to surrender, listen with humility and with compassion and give yourself completely with complete focus and listen to what somebody's saying. This is one of the ways of start practicing where we want to get to. And then when we are even singing and praising God, is being conscious of every word that we are saying. And that's part of that listening as well. A third thing I'll say is that when we're reciting the given mantras by the Guru, is to be completely absorbed in the sound and the vibration of those mantras. And being like literally on that perfectly balanced kind of middle ground of where we're taking in the the gyan, the wisdom of what we're saying and but we're just absorbed in the vibration and the sound of the mantra as well listening deeply to it and then the fourth part to that is then when we actually have that connection and communication with the divine that is inside of all of us when we learn how to start listening to that inner voice that one behind all of our you know layers of memory and layers of you know so that 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 listening to that divine inside and that's where we're trying to get to also the another important part that we covered was that is there's there's even if we look at you know the idea of intuitiveness and that's spoke about a lot in today's world. And I, I was thinking about this. And I, I would say I would still break this down in two, in two sections. In, um, and the way I would break this down is of being intuitive in two ways is that one, what we just spoke about when it's beyond any you, you, you know, influences of what we've experienced from of this world through our five senses and there's that direct connection to the intelligence of that divine but another layer of intuition intuition let's if we i would say i'd put it before that is when we just become more in tune with listening and that is from our actual experiences of life and so there's that level of intuition as well and let me give you a few examples what i mean by that is say if you start talking to me now and and there's things that you are saying and you may have said these things to me maybe last year but i didn't quite you know wasn't able to quite understand you or capture what you're saying and wasn't even necessarily able to like really listen to you properly because I just I didn't get what you're trying to explain to me so maybe you're telling me about an experience of something that you have with your general mental health and I don't mean here a mental health issue just generally with your mental health right of how you see things you know um, the psychology of how your mind works and the way you see things 
but that wasn't yet in my you know i hadn't had an experience of what you're telling me you may have been uh telling me that you know when you wake up first thing in the morning you feel a little anxious i'm not saying you do this is just you know and but over time as you have experiences in your life but you're not now unconscious to those experiences and what i mean by that is you contemplate your own experiences and learn and about your experiences and you become very aware of your experiences that oh look i found this pattern within myself when i often do this i feel like this yeah so what you're doing is you're observing your own self your own patterns within your own self yeah that i often feel anxious when i've done that a little bit more and then you understand it you're looking at the experience the feeling of it what happens is over time as you start doing that with your own experiences in life because maybe you could have that experience but not contemplate that experience not look at it not try and understand it you're just in it you're consumed by it right that also becomes a layer of intuition so now when somebody's talking it's because you've contemplated it sat there right and without you having to then consciously think about it and bring it forward as somebody's talking to you it will naturally when you're in tune and listening to your own experiences that are sat there you'll be able to then connect to people much better you'll be able to use that layer of you, you know it's this intuition of this from your experiences of you you'll you'll be able to understand someone you know and listen to them a, a lot more a lot better with a lot more compassion yeah so i see intuition in 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 those two ways one intuition is you're very in touch with your own experiences and you're able to then bring them forward and utilize them as you see them in life in yourself and other people and as other people are talking yeah and so you might now start telling me the same thing and i'm able to just connect to you and it's all there i'm very intuitive in where you're going with it now and be able to tap into that and and now say like and really understand you and even like we could even play a game and say like why right there so does this happen afterwards you know i could even say like oh i'm all right to complete this sentence for you you know right um like i'm joking but i'm not at the same time what what i'm what i'm saying there is that so i've done that you know i've had conversations with people and i've asked them like when i know it you can and i'll say look all right so you know of course you listen to them you let them talk and sometimes i have said i said like then do you also you know maybe experience this and and often because you're working from that experience and you're in touch with it and intuitively using all of that and when i mean intuitively i'm saying like you're not consciously having to think back to your experience it's just coming to you but it's from your experience does that make sense yeah and then i'm able and then often they will say oh my god like yeah like how did you know that and i'm 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 so tempted at that time to say like you know i'm special and <laughs> 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 you know 
but I resist. <laughs> and um, it's, it's just being in touch with your own experiences and you intuitively use them. Does that make sense? Completely, yeah. You, you yeah. spoke about it um, in more depth in this, the video on Serpong, didn't you? Yeah. And I think a key to all of this is being in the moment. When mm. you're attentive to uh, your own thoughts and emotions, then you can uh, tap into that intuition with practice and uh, grace. And um, similarly, when you listen to others, when you're in that moment with them, attentive to, to their words and behavior, uh, then you're able to 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 truly listen, and and all of that's then applicable to to our spiritual path, isn't it? Mm. About being in the moment. That's that's very important in listening, isn't it? Yeah. So what we're saying here is, but then there's a deeper layer of it, which is isn't necessarily an experience that you've had, but this is. Now, you've not even known that there's no possible way of you tapping into something because you've not experienced it. And this is a deeper knowing that comes. And that's, that, that's why Guru. And, um, and this is like all those steps, the more we become, you know, um, focused in that way, it will take us to that place of, the, of that of that divine intelligence yeah so now we can get into the actual so here the word isar again it's often uh, pronounced as isher so this the the isher here is actually referring to shiva and we've and we've gone through shiva in detail in we've got the tregun video and then it would have been mentioned also in the Ek Oankar video as well. So Shiva is, is, is who's known as the destroyer. And as this perfect play is happening of coming and going. And there's this. Everything comes to an end as well. You know, everything is limited. Everything is, you know, uh, finite. Unlike the formulas, which is infinite, just is constant, is continuous. So in that same way, Shiva's like that, that Shakti, that power that represents that. So Shiva's that represents that Shakti of something coming to an end, something that is now destroyed. Yeah. Then we've got Burma here, and uh, he whose Burma is known as the, the creator. Brings that creative shakti, and then we've got ind, and which is referring to the indra devta, right? And indra devta is known to be the the king of all the devta, of all the deities, or the gods. Yeah, and sometimes we might not be able to relate to that. And there's plenty of stories you can take, you know, from like the old uh, texts. And scriptures and the Hindu scriptures and the Sanatan scriptures. And but this isn't that's not our focus here. So how can this be relatable to us then? And what's been said here? So if we were just to read out like what we've put here literally is that that ordinary people can obtain the status of Shiva, Brahma, and Indra. And even that can be like, like I could become a destroyer, I could become 
create that like i could have that shakti inside of me another way of looking at this is is sonia is when we become in touch with that inner knowing beyond any memory beyond anything is that we actually understand we come to that true understanding of what shiva is and now it makes sense what shiva is now it's not like you're trying to work it out in your head yeah you start to see the play of shiva like that's just a shakti it's just a part of that one yeah and uh, a quality of that one and you start becoming aware of it and in that same way but you start becoming aware of the shakti of that power of of creativeness things that coming to being and that are born now it's you're seeing this game everything's become so clear and in that in that same way you understand like what this actually is the the whole play of indra being this you know having the indra's also looked at as power yeah and you start seeing the power the shakti the power of that one the way that one plays out that one plays out the powers through creativity through destroying because yeah? indra is known as the king but the king is also like translated to power yeah? you start seeing the power of waiguru and that takes away ego you start to actually realize that it's not my ego that's in control so that then becomes more relatable for us and then sunaya mukha sa lahana mand which is the the second body i think this one so many of us will be able to relate to and i'm just going to read it out so so through listening to the one's name people that were foul mouthed which is the mand right and uh, mand means you know filthy foul and uh, muk is the mouthed and then now salahan praise the one i'm sure so many of us can relate to this one where we lived a life constantly just it could be in, we we could look at that in many different ways and layers as well some will translate that just literally to you know foul foul mouthed being somebody that swears a lot uses uses a certain type of language but here actually it's 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 not it's deeper than that the mand here is when you foul mouth the creator when you foul mouth god in through even moaning and saying like oh like you know god why 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 do i want to like what's so good about god he's he does all these makes all these bad things happen as well that's foul mouthing yeah is living in non acceptance like now nah, god should not have done that another way of foul mouthing is when you actually you might be using the sweetest words ever yeah but what you're actually saying to somebody's foul you're looking down at them and you're trying to bring them down with your words that's foul mouthing as well just like guru sahib ji say to us what what pangati are you thinking of Oh really? Um are you thinking of one? Yeah, but it's not common to me. It's from Masaki Wardo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're going to come to that in a minute. But even if we look at 
man prit Maharaj is saying that from inside there's no love, but with your words you're trying to tie these knots. Meaning you're actually being false. Often that that's used as a metaphor uh, for love is tying the knot of love. So what it's saying is that actually I've got no love in my heart, but I'm being clever with my words and trying to lure you in and trap you. Uh, and that, but that is is foul-mouthed. That's me being foul-mouthed as well. I, my words could be perfect on the outside, but actually my intention is completely something else. You know, it's not that I want to help you. I just probably want something from you. Yeah, and and that's why I'm using those sweet words. And I'm just trying to trap you into something or make you think or feel a certain way about something. So that's foul-mouthed as well. And the, obviously the Pankti Nasadivar is Jinapat Andar Bahar Guddarte Pale Sansar. And here Maharaj is saying the opposite now. Saying that your words might not be so great on the outside. So that's why I'm not here advocating swearing, by the way. Like, in no means a way am I doing that. But just use this as an example. There are certain people that you will meet in this world. The reason why, like, using swear words is an issue is because the, the connotation behind it and what your mind where your mind will go with that word potentially right and because it because a lot of swear words are used in so many different contexts yeah and because the word itself is normally quite filthy right and it will then take your mind to that place of filth as well that's why but having said that which is like kind of where i stand and how i try and live not to say that there's never a time when you know, something might not slip from her mouth. And, you know, so like, again, doing a podcast, trying to be as authentic as we can. And, but I did go through probably about five years where it would never slip. And, but then there are those as well that might use a certain word that is known as filth or as a swear, but they've used it, they're using it now in a different context. But what they're saying from inside is so pure. Yeah, and this is what this could be referring to and meaning as well. Like I've done Sangat of Sahin Mahapurks that could be quite raw. They say things to you that today people would say, oh, it's a bit it's a bit rough, it's a bit offensive. If we look at that Shabbat that we looked at last week, and we can show you, we could show showcase that a little bit to some extent, what we're saying here. The Shabbat that we used, that Mere Ram Hinej Karam Har Mere. Look at this. Jin Diye So Chitna Aavai. Maharaj Singh, though, the one that has given to us, we've completely forgotten that one. Pasu Honkar Jani. Look what Guru Sahib is saying here. Look at the context they've used the word. They're not saying you are, have become animal like. They're saying straight out. You're an animal now. Pasu. Honkar Jani. Saying that Honkar Jani means that I thought 
I, I, I'm now taking credit for everything. I'm saying it's that whole, it's me. It's I that got Johnny, that I, I think that it's me that's done it all, right? That it's me that's created this seed that gives us all this food, right? I, I'm taking all credit, completely forgotten God, right? Oh, look, my hand. Look what I can do with it. Like, I, I didn't design and make this hand, did I? I've forgotten that one. Uh, so now, I'm thinking I've done it. I've made it, right? My thing, Basu, say you're an animal. You're thinking like that. You're not like an animal. You're an animal. Yeah. And I just want to just, just put it out there. I'm not saying this to you, right? Or to anyone, right? Guru Ram Das Ji. Yeah. And, you know, you can show that to people. There's <laughs> Guru Ram Das Ji Shabad, right? God is better. Gonna be Jotha, right? <laughs> Guru Ram Das Ji. Yeah. And there's times when, you, you know, we, we become literally animals because of the way we speak to someone. We think we own them. We think we can treat them however, say whatever we want to them. Right. And then in that sense, then like we, we become like that. We become an animal. I was going to say animal-like, but Marad's saying here, actually, no, you become an animal. You are an animal. You're not a human being there, right? So, but what I want to say here is, this is still Jinnapata Andar Bahar Guddar. What Marad is saying there is actually silk. And silk here is the analogy used, meaning that it's coming from a very soft and pure place. That because often we think like it's so easy to just say, like, speak sweetly in that manner of like, you know, think we have our voice has to be a certain way, you know, our oh, preacher and you're lovely, you are right, thank you, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, all right, <laughs> and um, you know, just saying. Wow, look how fast you are at everything that you do, the work, and just, just so amazing. Yeah. And sometimes we think sweet is that voice. Guru Sabji could be saying, you've become an animal. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not sweet. Because in the, when, the, when the Guru is saying that, there's an awakening in there. Guru is saying, wake up from that animal state. And... Don't forget that one. Yeah? And so then that isn't actually mand. But it's very fine because I know people could listen to this and blag it. Justify. And justify their, what they're saying and how they're saying it and the words they are using. And they're saying like, no, no, Baljeet Singh blasted this in the podcast Used Gurbani to back himself up. Remember, Sangaji, like there's 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 the Saint Janal Sangaji would call it like Jameer, right? Kende hunde se ke je kisi di Jameer mar gayi na, the kende ta unnu maut kende ya, je kisi di Jameer mar jave. What that means is is like is what we're talking about, Sonia. If that consciousness inside of you has died out for you consciousness doesn't die it's there isn't it 
but imagine having a a glass or imagine having a mirror that is completely smeared over with filth and dirt it's not going to reflect that 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 consciousness that jyot that light is it and that's what sanji meant there ke jinna de jameer mar gayi jameer doesn't die what they meant was that whose whose mind has become so filthy it's not reflecting their jameer anymore their their soul anymore yeah they can they see no more the month there and they said we that's what we accept as like they're dead now you know this pangtiyan we marji talk about that you know these people let them where it's a mare where that they're actually dead i um sorry i'm not thinking of any particular pangti from top of my head there na and um there are there are pangti but like you know let's we'll just kind of come back to our vichar but jadi jameer jagdi hove na you know when they say like they 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 jameer their consciousness is alive meaning that it's speaking to them clearly yeah. so you can't pretend about this and actually be nasty to someone and say no but from it's coming from a good place like if your jameer is alive if your inside consciousness is clearly reflecting yeah the mirror of your mind it will speak to you and tell you nah this isn't right what you're doing yeah like it's com- this is actually coming from a nasty place now you're actually trying to bring this person down and you know so many times that person that you're trying to bring down could be your very own partner yeah so we can't lie to ourselves about it yeah but i couldn't just do a simple vichar with muksala hanuman as well yeah, because it, it it is just deeper than like you know speaking in a sweet way and using the most perfect words yeah that that you know that's fine yeah of course that is one that's one side to it and most of the time it will sound like that it will actually even to the ears it will be very sweet even the words that are used actually will be very sweet and even the tone will be very sweet but just in case people i didn't want people to think that's the only way it comes it can come a bit rough as well I I might speak to you like that but it could be coming from a beautiful place yeah because I genuinely don't want you to go home yet and I'm saying oi to you in this really brotherly love way and saying like oh my god I don't want him to go home I want him to sit and have a meal with us right so it's coming from such a beautiful place all it is but maybe because of where I've grown up or maybe because of you know that just that the language that I was exposed to and the way I spoke you know and um so we've got to understand that as well about you know c- culture and rani bani like where you who you sat with who you spoke with and some people come from a, a more educational background some people don't they might not be able to articulate themselves as well right but so that could be coming from but from silk and oh baja ramnal and because i'm actually saying i don't want you to go bro ha itte ra sade na benne ya khanne ya kathe and but yes sometimes in today's world a lot of people are becoming highly sensitive so sometimes they might not have grown up like that or now because 
we're going down that route in this world where we're having to be so careful about the language we use. You can't use that terminology. You can't use that word. And sometimes we just don't know how to say anything anymore. And it's always wrong. Yeah. No, you can't say it like that. And you think, oh God, I'll just, I'll leave it then. Uh, like it's like that with mental health. Becoming so restrictive. No, no, you can't say it like that. And you just think, I'll just leave it then. You've got to get these things, like there's got to be a balance in these things. Yeah, of course, like we've got to look at these things and, you know, this is all relevant to Muksala and Hamand. Of course, we've got to look at these things like some things are just outright offensive if we say it like that and it can have a long-term effect and damage or uh, even as a collective society, it could be very damaging to speak and say things a certain way. But then sometimes we go, it's just, we, we could off balance that and it could just become too much that way. And then you almost, you almost think that, well, I haven't got, I haven't got that skill of language and articulation. So sometimes you just think I'll leave it then. And you don't want people in ending up with a, a suppressed voice as well. So, yeah, like I think sometimes maybe just, just, just ask that person. It's like, you know, you're right. Like I didn't, by the way, I did mean it like this. You know, and then you get to know each other. Like, you know, you know where it's coming from. And I, it, and it's okay. Like now, if we have to do that nowadays, that's fine. You know, let, let, let's do that. Let's just let them know, by the way, I, I, this is where it was coming from. This is what I meant. And hopefully you kind of was able to capture that. But, but there's times when you have that closeness. And, you know, the, 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 like the Pangati that Guru Amar Das Ji used for, for couples, that, you know, and where Guru Amar Das Ji here are actually, you, you know, this Pangati isn't necessarily only used for husband and, husband and wife. Guru Sahib Ji is actually, there's another Pangati very similar to this, which I, I don't know from the top of my head. Um, from what I can remember, I think it's quite early on in Gurbani, might even be in Sirirag, where Guru Amar Das Ji used this same analogy as here the Tan, being the wife, is the Sekh, is the disciple, and is the Sikh. And then the Pir, uh, which is the husband, here is actually the, the, the Guru. And um, yeah, so like where we were separated and we were two before, and this is talking about like merging with God. But sometimes we can use this and we can bring it into our everyday lives as well. Where in our relationships, not just husband and wife, is even when like we're working together now. I see you as my gurpai as well, like as, as a, a brother through the guru, not just as a colleague. So we want to get to the point as well, like where there is that like where it's very clear and you just know yeah, you want to get to that point as well where the egos don't clash anymore and that's not just with your partners that's within general relationships in, in life where you want to get so kind of wants to become so clear that in the beginning we might have to go through those little you know quick chat by the way I meant it like this you know and then eventually it becomes like just so clear 
you just know. Just it's that ache jot. Like you're breaking through the barriers of ego and you just know. You're like, yeah, get you, man. You know. And that's when the, then the relationships start becoming very pure. And I think we're getting closer to God as well that way. And um, because we, we're going beyond our egos and, you know, and, and then there's, there's, there's a, a, a deeper connection then. Yeah, so, Sunaya Mukha Salah Hanamand. When you listen deep inside, you will start to say something to someone sometimes. And it's resisting that voice inside. And you will know, oh, like I've, I've not come from the right place here. This isn't from listening. And there's, it's very clear, like sometimes you might actually, um, it might manifest as a churning in your stomach, as a little like knot in your throat. And uh, that's like clearly, you've got to listen to that. Oh, what have I just done then? What have I just said? I don't know if you've ever experienced anything similar to that. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. Twice a day. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Definitely when you're getting heated with someone mm. and and there's a point in that that moment where you have a choice. Yeah. And um then when you when if you make the the wrong choice and and go with the 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 feeling the emotion of uh, anger or whatever it is then um you, you and you ignore whatever physical or you know it could be a thought or it could be a, mm -hmm. a voice an inner voice it could be a feeling it could be a physical thing like you said or it could mm -hmm. be all of them um but when you ignore that then then it, it, the physical is normally like just Within a few split seconds of yeah. the voice and the the thought and and then that will follow because it hurts to listen to it. It it yeah. it hurts yeah. you like I have to you know if you're gonna listen to it it it, it hurts because mm -hmm. you're resisting that part of you which you're trying to burn that ego mm. and it becomes so obvious doesn't it it like, does this is like this is full-on ego alert it's like yeah yeah i'm on yeah i'm here like and, and it's sickening isn't it and those that get to experience that sickening are so fortunate if they do something good with it as in, like, yeah, 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 yeah. As in, like, that's the second part. Let's just do this part first, <laughs> you know, because um, there's many people that don't. I'm sure we can think of times in our own life where we don't as well. So, but, so how do we know we're listening? We, we just won't allow ourselves to do that. It, we won't be able to. Because it's telling us you, you can't, you can't go there. Yeah. Whatever you say will be salahan, will be in line with praising God. Yeah, and I know we've gone off a bit here from pray, the word praise itself, but the word praise itself is just that in itself is a such a state to be in. Because you've got to remember, like what this is talking about is. Remember how I started, where we started in the beginning, that man that can mean when you're speaking foul or you are 
cursing and pointing fingers at God getting something wrong. If you go back to that now. What's an example of where for most people that would have been like the default and they would have felt like this is the perfect time now to do that towards God? And what's a perfect example in our history where it was actually shown that it was still Allahan, still praise. When Guru Gobind Singh Ji sang Mitra Pyarenu, Alamuridanda Kena, Tudabinu Roga Rajayanda Udan, Nagnavasande, Rehena. And this is a perfect example of Sonia Mokasalahan Mand. And that is literally like just first of all the word Mitra to come out of your mouth. Because normally it'd be like, I can't believe you've done this uh, to God. But the, look, remember, just watched their two sons being just completely ripped physically, body being ripped apart by various multiple different weapons, arrows, spears. You know, and, and we and the part that we often forget to speak about is that in these battles there were guns that were used as well. You know, and possibly shot at. All it is that we, we just we don't hear of the guns very often, but there were guns that were used. You know, we know that Maraji refers to the word gun as well, Tupak. You know? And but in that moment to say the word friend to God, that that's Allah. Because they know it's not God that is actively, intentionally doing that to someone. God is separate, like remains not separate. Let's uh, not the best use of words there, but God is like unentangled, not involved in that way. Yeah. God is the, the the watcher of this play, and uh, lets the play play out. As per the way the whole, you know, hukam divine will works and doesn't intervene in that, lets it be. Yeah. So when you understand that, then there's just no way you can say to God, like, what are you doing? Because you know that it, it doesn't work like that, because you know now. Yeah. And this is Mitter Piarinu, like, is still my beloved, still who I'm in love with uh, and uh, so we're not going to go into the Shabbat but just, just, just to say that this is like the Shabbat that Guru Gobind Singh Ji sang in Machiwari the jungle after the battle of Muktasar sorry um, of Chumkor what took place in Chumkor Gadi the battle of Chumkor and losing so many things that are beloved to them as much as their sons we often say they just watch their sons, but like Guru Sabji did not differentiate. So they didn't just lose this. They 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 didn't they just lose two sons there. They lost, you know, um the there was three that obviously came out and then you know I don't I don't want to get into the the technical side of it of how many of it, it would have been then they lost at that point, thirty seven or forty, you know. 
And uh, so that's what Muksalana mean, means actually. Means in that moment when you willed to you what you would have said is 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 your world to you, your family, and things just fall apart. In that moment, can you still muksalahan? Can you still praise God? And and still call God your friend and your beloved in that moment? And if you can, then you're listening. I know these words are so easy to say. Like, but you know, you know I'm only just translating the Guru's wisdom. Like, and, and, and these are states that human beings can reach though. And Guru Sahibji showed us that. And again, obviously, that the, the obvious counter will come is, well, that was the Guru. You know, and we're not going to get into it now, but we know there's stories of Gursaks too. You know, and I shared many of those stories of those, of, of those Gursaks in, in the past. And I know I've mentioned one of the Gursaks, like who, um, I've forgotten, you know, the name now because it's been so long, but I, I told his story that the Gursik where Guru Arjan Dev Ji sent a Gursik to stay at another Gursik's house to see what it means to be living in Sahaj. Mm, by Pakaraji and yeah. by Gurmukh. Yeah, yeah, that's it. By Pakaraji and by Gurmukh. And where he was literally just watching the game. His son passed away, but he, you know, and... He continued and he did what he needed to do without losing his balance. Yeah. And that doesn't mean to some, and that's not to say to somebody that they shouldn't have that period of grieving. And But, but when, we're, when we're talking about grieving here, we're talking about, we can grieve, but still praise Vaikuru. And that we've not fallen from that grace then. The depth of these lines are profound, you know. And I know we went on to more of a practical journey before about when we're talking to each other. You know, so This one here, we, we can literally translate to here like through listening, uh, the way of union, which is Jog Jugat. And Jugat um, means way, Jog means union. Than is body, Ped is the secrets. And the secrets of the body are revealed. And what that means is that when you become so intuitive, and you become so, like, you know, listening to that, you will know what to do with this body, the right things to do with this body, of what, where it takes you to have union with that one. Because there's layers of the body, that the, the mind is also a layer of the body and then we've got the physical body as well you know that you will you will just know that actually if i'm doing this this is actually the opposite of union it's actually breaking me from that one yeah it could be you know using certain intoxications and so when guru sahib has warned us from becoming intoxicated and how he affects the mind. And but these when you listen deeply, it won't be a rule that oh you're not allowed to do this. You will just know actually the human body is not made for this because this isn't gonna help me. 
is that actually going to break me away from my connection? And that will be revealed to you directly from inside that actually doing this with this body is going to separate me instead of unite me. And you will come to learn that yourself. This is keeping me in union with that one inside. This is separating me from that one inside. So these secrets start to become clear. If I do this with my mind, if I allow my mind to dwell on this certain emotion, that's actually separating me. This emotion is uniting me. And you start to learn this for yourself though. This isn't book knowledge anymore. This isn't somebody telling you anymore. You just know now. When somebody might say to you, yes, you should feel guilty. And when you've actually tapped into something inside, and you've become very aware, you'll say, well, actually, no. Because I know what that does. That separates me. Uh, I want to unite. Yeah. You won't need to read pages long like of articles anymore. You'll just listen and you'll know, no. Yeah. So then we now move to Surya Sas, the Simrit Ved. A lot of people end up you know, pronouncing this as Simrat and but Simrit. And the Pardirare no vi Panim Sihari Lagdiya. So it's set and then Mrit. Simrit. Yeah. So Surnaya. Um sorry, sorry if I've been slipping on the Surnaya. I'm not sure. I wasn't listening out for myself. But if I have then I'm sorry. Oh dear, when not get, listening. When we get comfortable, you know. So uh Surnaya. I just remember everyone, I'm not claiming to be there. I'm on the journey, I'm on the journey. Sarnaya Sast the Simrit Ved. And here these are referring to the to the scriptures, again to the to the old. Sanatan scriptures, the Vedas and the Simriti and the Shastras. And what's really being said here is that you know sometimes you might read all this knowledge and all these scriptures. And you're trying to work it all out. What does that actually mean? This will happen to you with Gurbani as well. You could just get stuck in trying to work it out. What does it mean? Yeah. There's that Bhakti, isn't it, where Guru Sahib Ji is saying that Je karni te puri mat karni kate kat. So where Guru Sahib Ji is saying that when you've got the experience of something, the karani of something, yeah, so te puri mata, then you have the complete understanding of it. This is what they're saying, sarnaya sast simrit ved. I could be reading Gurbani even. I could be making all sorts out of it, the interpretation, because it's not in my experience yet. I'll still try and do the best I can of looking at the grammar, looking at the context, looking at the Guru's overall message. So, so the intent is then still to do the best I can in translating it. I look at the the other Vidvans or the, the great of Mahapurks, Gani Gurbachan Singh, 
the way they have translated it. So I'll try and look at that. But even that is bound to my interpretation and my experiences of life. Yeah. So then I'll still do the best possible job to put that forward. But because I could have still missed in interpretation even what Gani Gurbhajan Singh has said, what Freed Kortika has said, I might not have even understood that because it's not in my experience. So I've still misinterpreted the interpretation. Yeah. And then that's what Guru Sabji is saying here. But you get a complete understanding when something is in within your experience. I could say to you the jyot is inside. I could be understanding that intellectually in a completely different way to the way it actually is. I could be even trying to imagine the jyot, which you can't do, by the way. You're the light of God inside. I could be trying to think it must be like this. I could be trying to um, put it to an experience that I might have had in the kirtan. Yeah, where I had these, you know, like people talk about when the hair of their body stands up and when I've had these like, when you when you have this experience of like, you, you know, the top of your head tingling and I might say, well, that's the jawth, but like, until you don't actually experience the jawth for itself, you don't know. I might say, well, it must be like that when I get the tingling at the top of my head in Ethan. But it's still, I'm just trying to, it's, a, it's an assumption. Yeah. And um but this is what this is this is Sonia Sas the Simrita Veda. And what I would say is then we even put that. That's why what we're trying to do is we want to get to what Gurbani is saying. We want to experience love. We want to experience there, we want to experience oneness. And then when you start listening deep inside. And when you then start truly experiencing that divine that is communicating with you, when you then read, whether it be Gurbani, a scripture, you know, uh, the Shastras, the Simritiya, the Veds, then you're like, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, that's what that is. When you read Gurbani and it talks about, you know, the Ras, the Amrit Ras, and you, and somebody might just translate it to, yeah, that's talking about when you're being good people. <laughs> yeah. And then but if you've experienced it, you're thinking, yeah, that's what that is. That's what this Pankti is about. And then Nanak Pagatam, Sada Vigas, Guru Sabji here, I'm just going to translate this again literally, and I think we will dive deeper into it in one of the other bodhi, and we've still got two more. Guru Nanak Dev Ji is saying here that Bhagatan, the devotees of that one, Sadavigas, are in this constant state of blossom and bliss. Because Vigas literally means blossom and it's referring to being in bliss. And then when you're truly listening to that divine within you, then all the suffering that are that that is caused from our own doing of our barb that is when we've been resisting God, all that is destroyed. There we have it. Teacher. Beautiful. Vijay, this is a feeling I'm getting from this body is like, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, you know, you and I, we, we work closely together and we look at Gurbani and we analyze it and you obviously study it to, you know, a deep level. And it, it reminds me of a, a, a Gursik and they, they don't have that 
kind of um, level of interaction with Gurwan. They haven't done the research. Maybe the language isn't there. They they don't feel so like you know um, versed with it like we do because it's it's our like, job as well as our passion. But they've got the qualities, mm. Mm. and they've and the and Salah and we we stuck on that for a while. Because, but that is a level of praise. So it's like sense. just through listening and being true to that inner voice inside, which is why Guruji. And that's where Guru's trying to take us. They're take it. They're there. So it's yeah. like you know, if someone's listening and feeling like this is complicated, mm. or I don't get it, as in the 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 the, the Barney or what it's saying, the translations, or they haven't read much. It's not. This path isn't about that, isn't it? And and this is what the feeling I'm getting from one hundred percent. What you're saying is just spot on. You know, um, I'm so glad you said it because otherwise everyone's gonna always think that oh, Baljeet Singh is always trying to promote that vichar. <laughs> you know, so thank you. Yeah, you know what? That will get covered anyway when Marji says a sank jab a sank pao a sank puja a sank tapta a sank grant mukved part. Mm. There are many that express their connection and love through reading out part. So like part for us could be Gurbani part for other people from other faiths can be from their scriptures and they're reading it out. Part here means when you're reading it out loud. And one way of looking at part anyway, you know, Asank Granth Mukaved part. They're reading out that knowledge. Out loud Some people will connect through that way That's not the only way You know Some people are just there They're just in love They're just in that state of compassion They're just in oneness Not discriminating Seeing everyone as one and ultimately, uh, Sorry, ultimately that That is it, isn't it? Mm-hmm yeah, so yeah, don't don't ever feel like, oh my God, I need to know so much. That's not what the guru's saying. Yeah, guru's saying I want you to be there. Say fatih. Definitely, thank you so much. If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, share and subscribe. Please donate and help spread Guruji's message. Link is in the description below. Vaheguruji ka khalsa, Vaheguruji ki fateh. Vaheguru.